Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg. This is Lorraine Ball, and today we have a great show. I'm going to get a chance to chat with one of my favorite peers, Kathy Kane Blank, owns a company called CC Marketing and Communication. She runs that service from a little bit further north than Indianapolis. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Are you keeping warm? I am. I'm layered up, as they say you're supposed to do when it's the chilly winter time. Awesome. Well, I hope that you are warm and comfortable and that our listeners are warm and comfortable as well because we've got a great show lined up. Today, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn and not just the basics. Yeah, you got to be on LinkedIn, but really some great tips on how to do more with LinkedIn. So, Kathy, where should somebody start? If somebody is going to make a conscious decision to maximize their presence on LinkedIn, you have to immediately accept that this isn't just about accepting connections from people you know or don't know and responding when you get the request to say congratulations to somebody you've worked with in the past or not. You need to look at it as the big picture here, and that is to make the most of your profile, to make the most of the opportunities to share information and insights and publish articles, and, and really do all the tough stuff, because none of that comes easily, but it's well worth the effort. Absolutely. You know, way back in the day, I used to tell people that LinkedIn was kind of your address book on steroids, and it was how you kept up with and kept track of people, and that's a good start, but you need to be doing, as you say, so much more. So I make a commitment. It's a new year. I'm going to really round out my LinkedIn profile. A couple of quick tips. What should I do first, second? What other tools can I use? Well, I think one of the most important things is to make darn sure that you have a really nice headshot that's set up at the size that LinkedIn requests so when people see your mug, it isn't all fuzzy and there's no plant sticking out of the back of your head or it's not dark and they aren't even sure if that's you. So the headshot is number one. I have to tell you a funny story about a headshot. We were interviewing candidates and I went to look at this woman and her headshot on LinkedIn had very obviously been cropped. And when I looked at her profile on Facebook, I understood what happened. The photo had been taken on the beach and she was wearing a strapless bathing suit. On (laughs) on Facebook, you could see the bathing suit. Oh my gosh. Well, not a good practice for the B2B world, which of course is what LinkedIn is designed for. So along with recommending that clients put on a nice headshot. The second important thing in the spruce up process is to make use of that header background graphic. And that's that space where LinkedIn now has a default picture. It looks kind of like the constellation. It's the blue that ties into their brand, but it's just a default boilerplate image. And it does nothing in any way to support what you or your company does It doesn't have any personality to it. You just end up looking like all those other people who haven't bothered to create a graphic specifically for that LinkedIn background. Absolutely. And it can be something very simple. It doesn't need to be have a lot of text. We use um, just a really nice pattern as our default background image, but it's in company colors. And the nice thing is when you just do a nice wallpaper type of picture, no matter how big or how small, if somebody's looking at it on a phone or a desktop, it still looks professional and unique. Yes, and one of the mistakes that some people make is they just take an image that they have on file or they ask a designer 
to create an image and they don't provide them with the correct specifications. And that's one reason it doesn't look good. So the correct image, if anybody wants to jot this down, it should be 1400 pixels by 425 pixels. But you also have to keep in mind that your headshot will overlap part of that. So even once it's created, it's a good idea to put your image in place and before you make it live, make sure that what you created is showing in its entirety versus important words being overlapped. Absolutely. Okay, so I've got my headshot, I've got my profile. Obviously I've filled out complete information so people know who I am and what I do. Then what? Well, one of the areas that is often overlooked or just kind of shortchanged is the summary section. But I've read studies that show that visitors to your LinkedIn profile will spend more time looking at your summary than your experience. It makes sense. It's at the top of the page, and it's meant to give a nice overview of who you are, what you've done, and really what you can accomplish for anybody who chooses to go the next step and maybe do business with you. So a summary is important, and I've seen many, many profiles where it's missing, and that's not a good strategy. No. All right, so you've got you've got a good summary. Now let me make want... one sorry, let me let me make one more point about the summary because this can also be a painful exercise for people who are doing this on their own. There's a limit to how much you can include and it's two thousand characters. So it's a good idea when you're drafting it to periodically be checking in Microsoft Word if that's what you're using, what the character count is, so that you don't suddenly end up with what you believe is the perfect summary and it's 2,512 characters, and then you have to start chopping. A good editor knows how to get around that, and I personally think that you will oftentimes end up with an even better summary than the 2,512 character one, but it's important to keep that guideline in place as you start writing. Absolutely, because the other thing is people have limited attention spans. So you may think you need to go on forever, but forcing yourself to be succinct to be around 2,000 characters really requires that you prioritize the messages and really pick the things that will be most compelling and lead with that. And there's one other consideration, and some people might like this idea, some may not, but if you want people that you aren't connected to yet to have easy access to you, for whatever the reason, Maybe you just are trying very hard to beef up your network and you're open to all kinds of possible opportunities and exchanges. It's a good idea to include your direct contact information in your summary. Because if you are connected to someone, you can't access them unless you have premium service and then you can send a limited number of in-mail messages. So if it's really important to you to try to encourage people who might opt to learn more about you via LinkedIn, Include that information. Include your phone number and your email address. Just makes it easier. Absolutely. If you want people to get in touch, make it easy. What else should they be thinking about as they're starting to work on LinkedIn? If you have a couple of good resources, then you should upload them as media pieces. Whether it's a PDF that's a good tip sheet or a white paper, maybe it's a video, maybe it's a PowerPoint. The way I look at it is today's buyers and this isn't even just the younger ones, they want to learn as much as possible about you, your organization, and what you offer online at their convenience without having to have a conversation with someone first. So the more that you can equip them with current materials or assets, as it's often used as a marketing term, 
the better likelihood there is that you're encouraging people to reach out to you if you're a good fit. And you can think of it as an effort to shorten the sales cycle. Absolutely. One study I read was something like 75% of your buyers, before they have a conversation with a salesperson, have already done some research. They already have stopped you online. They've checked out different things about you. And you want to be putting your best foot forward wherever people come looking for you. I completely understand why that percentage is as high as it is. It makes sense. Now, one other comment, too, when it comes to your profile. A lot of people don't realize that you have the ability to include links to three different websites or web pages as a way of letting your connections learn, again, more about you. Well, the norm, of course, is to just put the link in there to your home page. But it's silly not to take advantage of the other two opportunities for links. So one of those links could be to your blog. It could be to a resource that you have on your website. It could be to a special document that you created for a particular purpose. Use those spaces. It could be just to a landing page that you want to encourage more people to visit. You know, that's a really good point. And it also kind of ties to something that I always think is is very important is that you don't set it and forget it, that you come back to your profile on a regular basis to sort of revisit. Does it still say what I need it to say? And if you're using those three links, periodically change the offer and see, you know, do you get better results if you link to this article versus that article? Makes sense. And I'm sure you've encountered this just as much as we have. When there are companies that are frustrated by the state of their website and maybe they're not ready yet to budget to redo it, LinkedIn becomes even more important because that's a way to showcase what it is that the company's doing. So it's even easier typically for the person whose account it is to make the updates, even if they need some outside help, versus saying, gosh, we're not able to budget to enhance or redo our website completely until next year, so let's at least make more of what's on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Well, these are great tips for somebody who is starting out, and as we're running out of time here, I definitely want to make sure people know how to find you so that they can learn more, and also encourage people, if they enjoy this one, to look for a second conversation on some more advanced LinkedIn tips down the road. But Kathy, if people want to find you, where do they go? Well, they can start with our website as one possibility. I think we've got a nice blog with good informational articles on there, and that is ccmarketing-like the hyphen communications with an s at the end dot com. And yes, it's a mouthful. They also can email me at Kathy C C A T H Y C at ccmarketing-communications.com, or call me at eight four seven nine two six. 7990. And no surprise, they can also reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. Awesome. And there will be a link to Kathy's website in the show notes. If you have enjoyed today's conversation and want to know more, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz and look for other episodes of More Than a Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.